Hi there and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachometh with the Las Vegas Callouts. May 5th, 1983. Eastern Airlines Flight 855 on a short trip from Miami over to the Bahamas, 20 minutes into the flight. Pilot notices all sorts of warning lights go off in the cockpit. He looks at his gauges and dials and he sees engine number two doesn't have enough, doesn't have enough oil pressure. Pilot decides he's gonna shut off engine number two, and he calls the tower back at Miami to say, look, we have some kind of an emergency. One of our engines has failed. I shut off the engine, but we're turning around and we're gonna make a landing back in Miami out of an abundance of caution. There are two other engines on the plane, but just to be sure, we're heading back home. Five minutes later, more warning lights go off, and he looks at his ga gauges and instruments, and they read that engines number one and engines number three, well, they also have low oil pressure. Pilot turns to the co-pilot and he says, that's impossible. The likelihood of all three engines having low oil pressure, it's impossible for one engine to fail on a plane is virtually unlikely. But for all three to fail, that's statistically impossible. They tell the tower, they call back, and they say, look, all of our engines, the, radar, the gauges and readings are telling us that all three engines have low oil pressure, but we think there's something faulty with the wiring. That's impossible. But just in case we're declaring an emergency, we're gonna make an emergency landing, we're only a few minutes away back from Miami. Five minutes later, a loud thud, and they look out the window, and engine number one is in flames. Now they realize they've got a real problem. And indeed, five minutes later, another loud boom, and they look out the other side, and engine number three is in flames. None of the engines are working. The plane is falling out of the sky. As the plane is at 4,000 feet from impact, they are able to somehow miraculously restart engine number two, which they had shut off earlier in the flight, and they are able to restart engine number two just to give them enough energy, just enough speed to get to the airport, and they are able to safely land the plane back in Miami. Luckily, thank God, no one was hurt, no one was injured. The plane lands and gets to the end of the runway, engine number two goes, and indeed the plane is totally unable to move. They have to get a tug to get the plane back to the gate. Totally failed. Experts are baffled. It's impossible. How did all three engines go on this flight? It's statistically impossible. Beginning of Sefer Beratius, the beginning of the book of Genesis, we read about the story of the Dorha Flaga. We read about the generation. They go ahead and they build a tower in, in Bavel. And this tower, they build a city. This tower, it represents their rebellion against God. They build this tower that somehow symbolizes their rebellion against God. And the verse says, God sees what's going on. He sees how the people, they've gone ahead and they've rebelled. And Vayomer Hashem, and God says, Behold, the nations of the world, everyone only speaks one language. They're one nation who speak one language. God says, we're going to go. God says, we're going to mix up their languages. So that one person won't be able to understand what the next person is saying. The verse tells us this is the origin of languages. Up until that point, everyone spoke one language. They build this tower to rebel against God, and God goes ahead and scatters them across the face of the world, and he scatters their nation, their languages. And each group becomes different nations, different groups, different languages. They can't communicate one to another. And it's very strange. They, the nations of the world, the people of the world, they build this tower. We understand somehow it represents their rebellion against God. Fine. Why does God, 
as a punishment, go ahead and scatter them. Go ahead and make them have different languages. What's the cause? What's the effect? Rabbi Sfarno explains so brilliantly. He says, at that point, up until that point, everyone on earth had spoken one language. They were one society, one culture, one group. And they made a decision to go ahead and rebel against God. Who was there to stop them? Rabbi Sfarno explains there was no one there to stop them because they were one group. They were one society. They were unified in their rebellion against God. By going ahead and scattering them, by going ahead and making them have different languages, what God was doing was he was preventing future catastrophe because next time this were to happen, next time someone were to go ahead and decide we're going to rebel, we're going to you know, build a tower and somehow rebel against God, well, there are going to be different cultures and different societies. There are going to be disagreements. There's going to be machlokas. There's going to be arguments because after all, people have different cultures, backgrounds, nations, languages. There's going to be disunity. And by having that conflict, by having the different languages and different cultures and different societies, you'll never have a scenario again where everyone on earth goes ahead and rebels and goes ahead and does the wrong thing and unifies against God because it's just not going to happen. There are different nations, different languages, different cultures. Rabbi Sparno is really telling us such a remarkable insight and such a profound lesson. You see, none of us want conflict. None of us are seeking disagreement. But the reality is conflict, disagreement, other opinions, through conflict comes growth. Because, of course, we all want unity. We all want to be on the same page. But the reality is, is when we're surrounded by yes men, when everyone is in agreement, you got to wonder, you know, where are our checks and balances? Maybe we're making a mistake. Having different points of view, different perspectives, what that does is it enables us to make sure, well, maybe I need to reconsider. Maybe my actions, maybe my decisions, maybe I'm misguided, maybe I'm making a mistake. When we're in a group and we're unanimous in our decision about what to do, that should give us pause. Maybe we're all making a terrible mistake. And when God goes ahead and he scatters the nations, he goes ahead and he makes everyone have different languages, creating thereby potential for disagreement, potential for conflict, that's not necessarily a curse. That actually might be a good thing because it creates an inherent system of checks and balances. It's going to go ahead and create an automatic pause and an automatic system of making sure, hey, wait a minute, are we doing something wrong? After all, that other nation, that other culture, that other society, they're not in agreement with us. But if everyone's unified, although that might sound great, but what if we're all unified to do the wrong thing? Conflict, we want to avoid it. But when we have no conflict in our lives, when no one is giving us a different perspective or another point of view, that can create a tremendous potential for danger. Having multiple perspectives and multiple points of view, that's actually a blessing because what that does is it creates a system of checks and balances and it's an opportunity for us to double check, am I making the right decision? Because after all, my friend over here, my neighbor over there is telling me that, wait a minute, what I'm doing is incorrect. Researchers and the experts after flight 855 Eastern Airlines, they tried to figure out what happened. They realized the night before this plane took off from Miami, the engines were serviced by a mechanic. The mechanic had gone ahead and he'd replaced 
some kind of magnetic system in the engines that detected the oil pressure. And he replaced these magnetic detectors. And when this mechanic went ahead and he serviced these, these engines, he put in these new magnetic detectors. But when he put in these new magnetic detectors, he forgot to put in the O-ring, which seals the engine and makes sure, makes sure that the oil doesn't leak out. And he made that mistake on engine number one. And then he went ahead and he serviced engine number two. And he made the same mistake. And he made the same mistake on engine number three. And that's why the, the airplane almost fell out of the sky. Because the same mistake was repeated three times. And it's so interesting and noteworthy. After this incident, major airline manufacturers, Boeing, Lockheed, they issued all sorts of guidance to different airlines. And they said, when you service engines, make sure you do them at a staggered rate. If you're gonna service an engine on Monday, service only engine number one on Monday and service engine number two on Tuesday and engine number three on Wednesday using different mechanics. And thereby, if some, someone makes a mistake servicing engine number one on Monday, don't worry, at least you'll have two other engines operating when the plane is flying and engine number one fails. And it's such a remarkable illustration. You know, we like to think that when everyone is unified, everyone's doing the same thing, that's great. But the reality is, is when everyone's doing the same thing, there's no opportunity to pause. Hey, maybe we're making a mistake. Maybe we're servicing all three engines of this airline, of this airplane incorrectly. Having different perspectives, having conflict, Conflict is something we want to avoid, but to recognize when we have different opinions, when we hear different voices and different points of view and different perspectives, it's actually a good thing. It gives us an opportunity to pause, rethink our perspective, and to think and ask ourselves, hey, maybe I'm making a mistake.